oftentimes in this life we are just aware, almost instinctively, that sometimes things are just as they should be and sometimes they are not. And even in the midst of pain, we can still feel like this is the way it should be. How do I know this? Well, because last night, um, Polly, look away from at least the left-hand picture there. Little Bryce Harris had an encounter with a trampoline. And the laws of physics did not yield, however, his right arm did. Yes. God bless him. Thankfully, it was a simple break. It was in two places, but they were able to set it, splint it. He'll be getting a permanent cast Tuesday. No surgery. Thanks be to God, and thank you for your prayers. A lot of you probably received that 8.30 call post. But Allie was there being a wonderful mom. Wonderful M-O-M or a wonderful mom. Hey, Kimmy. Sign for mama. Exactly. Mama, mama. She is doing there being exactly what a mom should be. And all the while, here her little boy is now in a sling and her husband is also in a sling. It's on the right arm for both of them. Nick just had his surgery 36 hours before they had to rush to the ER. How's that for a few days there? It's an eventful time. We were saying... Happy Happy Mother's Day, Allie. She is going, oh. But this year, she's spending her Mother's Day being an awesome mommy. And even when her son is here hurting and doesn't understand, he looks up and he sees mommy there brushing his hair, saying, it's going to be all right. It'll be all right. Let me, here, I'll help you take those off. No, it's okay. It'll just hurt a little while and then it'll be all better. This past week, though, I also was talking to a friend who just turned 50. I'll say 50-ish. And she shared her history with me and another person, and I've heard it. But it's always hard to hear. A history of abuse and of a mother who permitted the abuse, who even now to this day lets her know just how much she thinks that her daughter is a horrible disappointment to her. And you know the interesting thing, I mean it's horrible and it's sad, but the interesting thing is all of us, regardless of how we were raised, know that is not how that should be. Amen? We all know it. The children know it when they are being raised with it. They might buy into it for a while, but eventually they come to realize, this isn't me, something is wrong. See, here's the thing. Every mother is a bearer of God's image, but every mom, just like all of us on this earth, are broken. But thankfully, in God's grace, and as mothers are receptive, thankfully, so many more of us, I believe, have had that experience of mom and things being the way they should be. Amen? I heard a little baby amen back there too, so that's awesome. Now, even although, you know, moms can sometimes 
maybe be a little bit overprotective. I'm looking at you, Patricia Sue. Most of us have been blessed with moms who have always, even during times of disagreements, which will come, shown us unconditional love. And honestly, if your mother, as in birth mother, does not, there will often be a woman who will stand in place and show you that mother's love. And if you're here today and you're thinking this is my story is more like the latter rather than the former, my prayer is that you find joy in those adopted moms that God has placed in your life because He will place them there. But also for every mom here today, especially those who consider themselves rookies at it, may God bless you as you perform the most challenging and rewarding tasks in life. It all changes as soon as we see that new little one, doesn't it? All of our hopes and dreams, all of a sudden, they become focused around that new child that we are holding. And I have it on fairly good authority that even the pain that comes from childbirth is rendered a small thing when the baby is held in the mother's arms. This week, we've just read three verses. But it has the first commandment with a promise, is the way Paul put it. So I want to look for a moment at our understanding of the way the Bible promises us things, the way God has promised us things through Scripture. I'd like to start with this one. Really, it's just the two. Start children off on the way they should go. You might have heard it. Train a child up in the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Now, how many of us in raising children, have thought of Proverbs 22 over and over and over and hoped and prayed and done our very best, even though we know we are broken as well, to impart what knowledge and wisdom and faith and meaning in life that we can to our children. Even though we know that this does not take away their freedom to make their own choices, we also know that all other things being equal, a good start makes a huge difference. I think that's part of the reason why in the Methodist and in other certain churches we go ahead and baptize as infants those children who will be raised within the church because they are already receiving a certain grace that others may not be because they are being raised to know of God and of Jesus and hopefully to know that this is the goal to which mom and dad are aspiring even though they don't always reach it. And in the Big Ten, number five, honor thy father and thy mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Exodus 20 and verse 12. If things are the way they should be, 
then if you receive what you are given, all things again being equal, you will have, if not an easier time, let's say a more meaningful time. A time, a life with more resources, a time, a life where you will be ready and rejoicing on the good things and ready with resources of strength to face the challenges. And again, and I will say it yet again, honoring your mother and your father. Ladies, you should get top billing today. Honoring your mother and your father does not always mean agreeing with them. Amen? I'm waiting on... Chris is here today. I'm waiting on him to say, Glory, hallelujah. (laughs) But it does mean being respectful and not dismissing mom and dad as being old fuddy-duddy stick in the muds. Y'all remember that old joke, right? I think uh, Marty just told it to me this week. About how when you were, you know, maybe 16 or some odd... Your mom and dad knew nothing. They were like, duh, they put the duh in dumb, you know? But by the time you were 25, you were amazed at how much more intelligent they had gotten. Can I get a witness on that if it's been your experience, amen? Okay, both receiving and giving, that's been our experience. See... (laughs) Thankfully, we eventually come around to saying, you know, they, they were a little smarter than I gave them credit for. And I often think that happens when you have your kids, you know, and you start learning new things about life and being in that position. But see, this, just this statement, honor your father and mother, that might be saying more than we automatically think. We just tend to end it in one generation. But think about it this way. Parents, hand down to us, hopefully, the very best that they have been given. And the very best of themselves, what they have learned through their life. Now, their parents did the same for them. So they are handing down the best that they have been given to you. Their parents handed it down to them. Their parents handed it down to them. And with each generation, this knowledge is refined and updated in this gradual way and the baby is not thrown out with the bathwater in times of cultural shifting and changing. This is another way of saying tradition that is handed down. That is the way that the previous generations speak to us still. Y'all have family traditions, right? Oh, I'll tell you my favorite on the Little John side. It involves a huge cast iron pot. I'm going to make y'all just stop thinking about Bible now. You're going to be immediately thinking about this. It has a huge cast iron pot outside with a big hickory stick and pouring a ton of ingredients. And then each of us takes turns stirring it. And at the end of it, you've got the best Brunswick stew that God has ever put on this earth. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I was like, well, the first time I had, I, I like, Lori, I love you, but I know I'm married into the right family here. It's awesome. Awesome. 
is following some of those traditions that I received through my wife's ministrations that I, for the first time, was ever had a sun-warmed blueberry off of the tree or the bush? Oh, yeah. Why am I on food? I guess I'm a little hungry today. I know that shocks y'all. But yeah, the traditions of coming together, of fellowship, and of the wisdom that is handed down from the previous generations, even if sometimes that is, look, here's where I messed up. You might need to learn from this example of me too. Just kind of go the other direction because you see what happened. There is a reason for these to be respected. Now, Sometimes in our culture we have these big cultural overturnings and revolutions like most of the major civilizations did in our previous century. Then often the baby goes flying with the bathwater and we slowly have to recoup and relearn what we have. By the way, did you notice that scientists just in the last five years have recently discovered that baby boys and baby girls are kind of different in their attitudes at life. From the get they really are different. Who knew? Everybody. Until that got to be something we didn't really say. But yeah. Any mom who has had children knows that each child from the get-go is different. We... On our birth children, we had one who we noticed listened very carefully and tried to understand what we were saying, and the other was just like, you're the adult, you've got to figure out what I'm saying. Not telling you which is which, just know that I'm going to be paying for that comment when we get home today. Moms, all of this fun stuff, just to say this, you have reason to be confident in what you are passing on. And children, you have reason to be thankful for what has been delivered unto you. Because yes, the world does change. It changes a lot. But honestly, regardless of all the talk of, well, we've evolved since then, have you noticed you read the stories in Scripture from thousands of years ago, people really don't seem to have changed that much. The problems then, well, we've got technology now, but the human problems are the same. How do you love? How do you stand? Or when should you stand? Which hills should you fight and down? And which one should you say, no, this is just where we need to talk? Yes, there are many new ways of doing things, but I'm glad that my wife and I know some of the old ways. I am fully expecting that upon retirement, we're going to have a hobby farm. I'll be wearing a mask because I'm allergic to just about everything in the spring. But we're going to have a hobby farm, and Lori's going to be refreshing me on how to can vegetables and put them up, which is something she learned, and a lot of people our age didn't. I'm thankful she did. Yes, there are more options for life and faith being brought to us than ever before, but that has always been the case. And never doubt the value of the faith that you pass on, or at least never doubt 
the necessity of proving by example that a life without faith or meaning is an impoverished life. I know that in the last 20, 30, 50 years, there was this push against passing on faith. I even, this was recently on Facebook. Um, you can figure out what goes in the uh, blacked out screens, you know. I mean, I, well, on the baby, you might just figure it out anyway. I think I didn't quite. Yeah, I did. Good. I would have left it unblocked out, but I figured the DS has enough phone calls he's answering on Monday. Recently on Facebook, the doctor's holding up the baby, about to give that wonderful slap to the posterior. Let your children develop their own blank opinions. And here the doctor is about to brand the baby with an ichthus, which is the little fish sign, which was the Greek sort of hidden note because it spelled out the first the first letters of the sentence, Jesus Christ, Son of God, Savior. And if you look down at the bottom, you have a cross, a crescent, a star of David, and something I can't quite see. Um, I was very careful in replying to this because this is one of my friends on Facebook who put this. So, But since it's on topic, I thought I'd share it with you. Here's the thing. On one extreme, you have a sort of heavy-handed indoctrination. The child never learns to think for themselves, usually winds up shackled to whatever authority figure they latch on to. On the other extreme is abdication, where those questions that are generally agreed upon to be the most important questions in life are treated as if they're unimportant and the child drifts through a superficial, unexamined life. Hopefully, though, my kids, whom I'm picking on way too much today, have learned the following. That questions of faith and the meaning of life are of the utmost importance for building one's own life. That mom and dad have found answers to these questions and the purpose in life through their Christian faith. That they themselves, our children, have a responsibility to reflect on life and its meaning and on their faith themselves. And in case, just in case, their answers are way different from ours, they don't have to be worried because we will not disown them. That being said, if on Christmas or Thanksgiving, uh, one of our kids comes back with a shaved head, wearing an orange robe, it might be a little awkward. Now, they're doing it for an acting gig, in which case we will only tease them with Kojak, Lex Luthor, and Patrick Stewart jokes the whole season long. How can you not share with your kids what is supposed to be the center of your understanding of life, telling them by your omission that it isn't really all that important. Our faith is a powerful, precious, and it should be central to who we are. And if nothing else, 
it should at least let our kids know that these questions have always been the deepest ones that everyone, if they're going to have a meaningful life, has to confront. Oh, and by the way, the answers that Christ has given are the best ones you're going to find. And so mothers, back on track. Grandmothers, and those who stand in their stead, today we thank you for your love, your support, your sharing, your caring. We honor you for shaping the generations to come and passing down what you have learned. We pray for you, for it is an awesome, overwhelming at times responsibility that us guys are amazed that you make look so easy sometimes. And today, finally, we praise God for you. For in you we have received that reflection of God's amazing, uncomparable, unconditional love. Thank you for being moms. May the Lord bless you this day. Kids, tell your moms you love them. Love you, mom. Sorry about using you for a sermon illustration today. At least I can get out of trouble with you, hopefully. May God bless you and keep you this day. May His grace shine upon you. May you rejoice in the love He has shown you in your fellowship with one another. Amen.